Ladies and gents, back at it again. <laughs> Episode 35, baby, what up, what to do? <laughs> I'm down in the studio, Huncho, Marty Bathwater, hey, hey. And, and our boy Teddy yeah, B. Not forgetting him Not this forgetting week. him this week. Not too prime, too week. prime. We've been, we've used him way too much before yeah, we he's started working, recording. <laughs> he's been working overtime. Um, oh, fuck. And uh, just wanted to apologize last week, and we were a little hot in the mic. A couple times. Yeah, I don't know. Just getting too excited. I didn't pick up on it. Gordo picked up on it. Said that we were maybe a little too loud on our laughs. But But that's what happens when the boys are cracking jokes. Having laughs, (laughs) man. Cracking jokes. Cracking jokes. Cracking beers. Just guys being dudes. Guys being dudes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, episode 35, Marty. Well, why did we... uh, Obviously, we know why we let in with our intro song tonight. Yes, yes. Yeah. Eddie, Gordo, Gordo picked her. Eddie Van Halen. I had to go with Panama. Um, obviously, we do the tribute for every fallen musician that the boys might have liked. Yeah. A um, little bit of a tradition on the pod. Tradition I'd like to keep, but it's kind of bittersweet because somebody dies. But we Yeah, get to... a bit morbid. Yeah, a bit morbid, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I did say it was nice. I, was, I said I was happy because I got to pick the music front and back via deaths this week. But whatever. Right? Free reign. Yeah, free reign. Fertile. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, so... And Panama's a great intro. Solid intro. Yeah. It was either that or... Uh, Jamie's Crying yeah. is good. Hot for Teacher. teacher. And... Running with the devil. <laughs> that is a good tune. Yeah, that's... Have you ever seen that movie? Um, I think it's called King's Crown or something. It's a that wrestling movie with no. uh, David Arquette. Oh, no. Oh, Definitely man, not. it's so good. So he gets in the van, gets in this van. They're trying to travel to a wrestling match. And Diamond Dallas Page is like the headliner and like all this shit, whatever. It's fucking funny. They pick up, they're hitchhiking and these nuns are broke down on the road. And they're like in their fucking rock and roll van. And then they're, they're driving with these nuns and then <laughs> that song plays. And the nuns are just like, all my life or whatever they like singing like oh man it's good harmonizing oh it's so funny man anyway let's get into it okay let's get into it episode 35 of the bfb Gord has nobody okay matt has christian okoye the nigerian nightmare and uh if you haven't seen this guy run i'd highly recommend youtubing this guy's clips he played running back for the uh kansas city chiefs the guy was a bull he was crazy and he's also one of the only names that I recognized when I researched the number 35. <laughs> uh, we could have also gone to Nias Williams, uh, uh, DB, formerly with Arizona and St. Louis, uh, back in the day when they were in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I think he's in the Hall of Fame. Joyke Bell. <laughs> Gus the Minibus Edwards. Ooh, Gus the Bus. Miles Killebrew. Jim Nance, which Jim I didn't Nance. know he was actually a football player. Oh. But he wore 35. Eric Reed, currently blackballed with mm-hmm. Kaepernick out of the league. Boston Scott. And probably the best nickname in all of football, Mike Tolbert, the runaway beer keg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That guy's yeah, sick. That is a good nickname. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, do you want to tell the... Do you want to tell who's uh, helping us out this week as our sponsor? Um, well, I I don't know. We kind of did we decide on the sponsor? Yeah. I, well, yeah. You want? Yeah. Why don't? Well, we got we have two 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 sponsors, two parties vying. Yeah. So 
the the first party um they actually were helping destroy the pod but now they're on board helping us and that's a uh, covid 19 <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and and it's it's you know they were trying to bring the pod down but then you know covid 19 realized you know what the boys need it yeah the boys need it everybody needs it yeah hooked and... marty up with hooked me up with that sweet negative result yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you covid 19 for not being in me and uh yeah we're back to it yeah i I still think covid19 would take one look inside my body and be like man i cannot believe (laughs) this motherfucker lives like this (laughs) barren barren landscape this guy's got enough going on i'm out of here i'm gonna leave this guy be this is scorched earth (laughs) this motherfucker living on mars or what like oh shit well our second sponsor a big one uh it's actually the reason why i feel I was able to get that negative result. I had the power of this guy's music in my ears. So our second sponsor is none other uh, than actor and musician Vin Diesel, who might have just released the song of the decade. It's good, man. I like it. Not bad. Kind of sounds bad. like a Muppet while he's singing, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was chatting with my cousin and she's like, he looks like a toe. Because <laughs> I was trying to get her on board with it too, but no dice. No but dice. it's nice that uh, the guy from FF is sending money and sponsorship to the BFB. So now in turn, we are BFF with Mr. Diesel. <laughs> And you know what? To be honest, we're just living our life one pot at a time. Yeah. Winning's yeah. winning. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's all you can do at this point. That's all you can do. Oh, man. Oh, well, uh, I have to say, like, the way we've, the way this season has kind of kicked off with fantasy, um, it's been a little bit tricky for some people. Some owners might be feeling some angst or some depression or just general malaise with this whole thing. And I get it. Like, there's been so many injuries. It's been so unpredictable, but I don't blame you. Andy, are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. It's just that life is pointless and nothing matters, and I'm always tired. Also, I can't sleep. I'm overeating. None of my old hobbies interest me. <laughs> you know, but it's hard to get through it, but we got to talk. This is the quarter point of the season. One quarter in. We yeah. can, there's still a lot of time for yeah, people to turn it around. Back, back, you know, get it back. It, th- like this last week in my in the money league, which is the same setup as the Flyers league, six bench spots, two IR. I had two available bench players yes. out of fucking, and I both my IR spots were full. I had two available players to pick from. Yeah, and I lost miserably. Well, and see, we chatted about this. I think the hardest thing isn't so much the injuries or having to scrounge the wire; it's the lack of. Uh, roster flexibility mm-hmm. you can sometimes have because you might need a tight end or you might need you know whatever position and you're locked in because you got four guys out and two options <laughs> two guys on the ir you yeah. can't even make a move and then they change to questionable so yeah. then your total ir purgatory yeah because then you got to drop somebody to get yeah. activated <laughs> again know, yeah man. i it's, tell you man it's, it's tough. tough it's tough tough stuff tough out there for fantasy owners i think um one of the strategies that we should probably discuss to help owners during this time is like you go to the wire lately 
and it's it's slim pickings like totally. as, as we said yes um and like we we talked about this yesterday the triple f has six bench spots whereas the 40 has five bench spots and even with only five bench spots the wires are very similar yeah they're not much different like they're a little there's a little thinner on the flyers league but it's just as fucking thin in the 40 yeah so i think we need to introduce a new strategy for the boys out there <laughs> instead of going to the wire and looking uh by position you know wide receiver or defense or whatever you have you i think you need to switch to alphabetical order oh and uh if just in case you forgot the order of the alphabet <laughs> our boy soy's here One, two, three. So he's got it. He's the voice of an angel, man. You know, that might be my next karaoke song. <laughs> Easy to remember the lyrics. Acapella. Yo. Um, well, shit. Jump we, into it. Q&A. Before we get to Q&A, we have to do bong rips for Blank and Shit. Oh, right. right. <laughs> bong rips for Blank and Quick Shit. Quick mini-seg. Quick mini-seg. Uh, so Gord's probably going to spark up Teddy right, right away. But uh, here's what you need to know about our boy Rodrigo. He's outscored the Colts opponents in every game that Indy has won this year. So in week two, Rodrigo scored 14. The Vikings only scored 11. In week three, Rodrigo scored 10. Jets only scored seven. (coughs) And in week four, Rodrigo scored 13. And the Bears only scored 11 there as well. Which is freaking wild uh, when you think about it. A kicker winning, just basically winning, winning it by games. himself. He yeah, been, well, has to with the way Rivers is playing. Though. When he was on Takeshi's castle, he, <laughs> he couldn't, you know, he couldn't make the finals there. But he's really flourishing in the NFL. What did you call? What did what did you think his name was? His name's Rodrigo. What did you call him? Uh, I don't know, Rico or something. Rico like that. and I think. Uh, Randy. Randy Blankenship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Randy Blankenship. To me, like I'm fucking late. He talks to Randy, Julian. I'm serious. Randy. 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 That's enough. Mr. Lee. Randy. 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 Show too, man. Yeah, Canadian television, like that, is a funny ass show. 
That's so ridiculous. Fucking man. Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's proudly ate eight cans of ravioli. <laughs> oh, it's for the guy in the chair. The guy, the yeah. guy in the chair, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Man. Okay, now let's get into it. Text and answer. TNA. Um, first one comes in from Thick Soup. From the Royal Gardens Chinese Restaurant, now offering COVID-safe buffet dining. Uh, what's more surprising so far this season? The up-and-down play of Lamar Jackson or the rise of Josh Allen? Ooh. What's more surprising? Yeah. I Man, I thought Josh Allen was due for a fucking breakout. He was good last year for the Bills. <laughs> okay, okay, buddy. I did. <laughs> I drafted him in the 40. He was one of the first... Like, besides... Uh, Lamar and Russ, Lamar, Russ, and Patrick, Josh Allen was next. Dak. Uh, did somebody take Dak? Yeah, Dak, totally. You? Yeah, I did. Oh, <laughs> where did you draft? I took him in the sixth. <clears throat> See, I might have took Allen. I think I took Allen. Some right other there. people chose to take uh, Tyler ends. Tyler Higby in the sixth. <laughs> How are you liking that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a good week a couple weeks ago. Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I The up and down play of Lamar, I mean, he had a bad game against KC, but I think Josh Allen is a fucking good quarterback, man. Yeah, he's been really good. I think it's got to be Josh. Yeah. Because Lamar, Lamar had such an amazing season last year. It's hard to expect that he was going to do the exact same this totally. year or better. Uh, so the regression had to be a little bit uh, thought with when it came to Jackson. But Rosen, I read somewhere. Rosen? Uh, Josh. <laughs> fucking Josh Rosen. Future Ottawa Red Black. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. It's early for a fuck know, up early, like that. 50 minutes oh, God in. damn. This is not That's okay. Well. Let's, you know what? We're Shit. picking it up. Pace yeah. is going to be good this, this week. Well, yeah. let's not make promises. Uh, Allen. I read somewhere that somebody said Josh Allen is playing like the way Carson Wentz should be playing, you know, totally. like based on what his, his past. And yeah, it's totally gotta be Allen. He's been a beast. Like he's an MVP candidate. Yeah. And he's in and, the conversation. And Diggs is, uh, Diggs is having a great year for him too. That was a great free agent. Sign. Or no, they traded him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a good trade. Um, Josh Norman, that was a low, low key signing at the time. He came off the IR. He looked good last week yeah. in the secondary. Well, he's a good cornerback, man. Yeah, exactly. So they they made the right move, and I like Sean McDermott as a coach. You gotta yeah. wonder, like Buffalo might have a shot here. I mean, I go... think you know, and that's the thing. It's surprising how well New England is doing at the start of the year. I said that Buffalo is going to win the division. Yeah, I thought so too. And but New England has been playing well. <clears throat> With Cam, obviously, better than Brian Hoyer. And, oh, the uh, legend, Brian yeah. Hoyer. Oh, that watching the Destroyer play brought back some very, very vivid memories of the yeah. Browns. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Ronnie Jones, my boy. Yeah. Okay, next one. Uh, there's one for you and one for me. couple homer questions for the pod. First one's for MBW. Do you believe... The Browns are still a top five rushing team with Chubb out. And for Al Huncho, as a Giants fan, are you concerned about what you've seen from Daniel Jones this season? That one comes in from Big Dickless Nicholas in Idlewild. Yeah, the Idlewild WAP. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I am concerned. I am concerned. I'm concerned with the whole team, though. I mean, the team as a whole is not playing very well. 
Um, obviously, Barkley hurts. He's an absolute stud. But, I mean, even, even Barkley, as good as he was, he wasn't getting lanes. He wasn't, you know, getting those quick slants to get him out into space. Like, I think, I think with having Jason Garrett now, like, Jason Garrett's a good offensive coordinator. He's not a very good head coach. No. And um, I think Judge is a good head coach. He learns, you know, under Belichick, who's obviously an amazing coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to take a little bit for them to get gelling, you know. But that's the thing about Danny Jay is he, he flashes, man. He has flashes. And, like, his flashes are dimes and his flashes are quick strikes and he uses his legs when he needs to. It's just, it seems like we march <clears throat> to the fucking end zone and yeah. throw a pick. Yeah, that's happened. Like I haven't even had the chance to sit down and watch full Giants games. I usually just watch the highlights sometimes. But it like the other day I was watching, and it was in week two, and they fucking marched nineteen plays down the field. Nineteen. <laughs> yeah. And and fucking and Danny's playing out of his ass, throwing <laughs> off his back foot, making him look good. And then what happens? Pick and when that that Pittsburgh game. Yeah. Pick. Yeah. At, yeah. He was at the fifteen yard line, like. It's just that decision making, hey. When it I comes know, to, I know. Do you think that's just the pressure, or the just the shortened field? I think and he can't fit it in those windows. I think he's getting so much pressure because the O line is just letting guys blow by. The O line is bad. So this year, which is weird because they've got some maulers on there. Yeah, they do. Like, they've got Hernandez and Kevin Zeitler's no I joke. I mean, Kevin Hernandez is only it's his second year in the league, too. Yeah, right. So I don't think his name's Kevin, but our. Uh, did I say Kevin? Yeah, Hernandez? it's because I said Kevin's like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, no, his... Uh, Fucking whatever what it is. is. his first name? Yeah. It doesn't matter. No. He's but a big then, Mexican Yeah, guy. and then they've got... The, okay. And then they've got the, yes. <laughs> the left tackle, the rookie, uh, Thomas, right? So they need some time to gel for sure. But yeah, it's, it seems like it's a big drop-off from where they were last year as an O-line. It does. It but does. I think the big thing with Daniel is he'll have consistency because I don't see any owners at least the smart ones uh, that hire new coaches during this off season, having a quick and short uh, fuse with, with these new guys, yeah. given how the preseason lined up and everything else. <laughs> if you hire a new guy this off season, you, that's like a two, at least a two. It should be three year commitment to let the guy actually have his totally time to put his stamp on the team and build it in his, in his uh, yeah. image. And, right? and I, I, like I said, I think, I think Jason Garrett is a good, OC. Um, I don't think he's, like I said, I don't think he's a head coach guy. Yeah. But let him take care of the offense. Let him just focus on that. And and there you go. I think I think it'll come around. I think, and they've been in close games. Yes. Like the last game was a one possession game. It was close. And again, through the pick at right. like minute 45 left. Um, and when, you know what, that's the decision making because Danny had a lane. And yeah. he could have just charged that one in, but makes tries to make the toss, uh, gets undercut and gets picked. And yeah, it, it was a great play by the cornerback too. So it's not like it wasn't like a complete blatant interception. I mean, the cornerback jumped and read it yeah. nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. I I feel that. So I don't know. We're in tough, but question though, like let's say because they've got zero wins, <laughs> let's say the Giants finish one two. And they've got a shot at one of these hyped up rookie quarterbacks, i.e. Trevor Lawrence. You sticking with Danny through that? 
and want them to trade that pick and accumulate assets? Or do you take Lawrence knowing that he's like the next best thing? I mean, I don't know. Like, that's tough because rookie quarterbacks, when they come into the league, if they don't have a good team, they don't succeed. Except Except for Joe Burrow. Yeah, he's succeeding, but the team is still not. Right. Right, So they got their first win. Yeah. And they got a tie. And they got a tie, (laughs) yes. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I I think they probably would ride out with Danny Danny Jones. I mean, they picked him way early. Yeah, they jumped up to get him. Yeah. So I think a lot of teams that are like shitty are gonna have to make these calls. Like the Jets, same thing. If they're in that predicament, do you stick with Sammy D? Is it all Sammy D's fault? No. no is it's it all not. Like, Daniel look at Jones' the, fault? You look at like, the no. games where Darnold... Like, Darnold is scrambling for his life and making plays on those scrambles. Yeah. Like, dropping absolute dimes into the back of the end zone. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be something interesting to watch as the season progresses. My question... Uh, yeah, I do think they're going to be a top five rushing team uh, with Chubb out because they've got Kareem Hunt next in line. And to Ernest Johnson. And to Ernest Johnson from the <laughs> AAF. Yeah, man. Former Orlando Dude, Apollo. He had, he had a great game coming yeah. in for release. Yeah, he did. He was ready. That's for sure. RB2. That's for sure. And you know what? The big thing is, is the there's still the O-line. And that O-line has been amazing all year. Your this buddy, new Joel Batonio. Joel Batonio's playing out of his mind. The guy that's actually playing amazing is the other guard. Uh, who we did not expect to come on this strong, Wyatt Teller. He's been an absolute beast. He's been rated the top guard by uh, Pro Football Focus uh, for the season so far. We traded for him last year for a fifth rounder, and he just kind of, he's grown, and he's mm-hmm. huge. So, And I think a lot of it, too, is the Stefanski uh, zone scheme. Yeah. They're, they're playing really well on the, on these design uh, where they pull the guard and they pull the tackle. It's working really, really well. So, yeah, I think they do have a shot, and I think they'll still hold on to it. And... Chubb, at worst, I think, comes back in six weeks. At best, it's four. So, Hunt I, is more than capable of carrying more uh, than that capable. load more in than that meantime. Yeah. Um, well, this is another two-parter, but we'll save the first part because we're going to talk about it a bit later. Um, anyways, East Van Andy writes in and he says, Number one, how likely do we think the, tit- the Titans play this Sunday? Well, we got the answer. It's Tuesday. <laughs> right yeah 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 we got inside info yeah but that's like only contingent on uh no more positive, no more pop-ups, positive right? tests, yeah okay and his second one is how big of a factor do y'all think the lack of crowd noise is influencing road offenses and the record scoring that we're seeing so far i think it's huge massive yeah massive absolutely yeah you look at teams going into like the dome in new orleans <laughs> Yeah. Like, nowhere near no. the, the effect of it, right? No. Seattle. Teams playing in Seattle. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why they're giving up the most fucking yards mm. in the air in the league. Yeah. Right? Don't have a cheat code and stadium. You know what? It is fucking loud in yeah, that it place, gets, man. Yeah, it gets up. It gets up, for and sure. MetLife gets pretty loud, too. Yeah, but... I think I think they all do. I think it's a massive thing. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, obviously, like, speakers are one thing, but, like fucking nearly a hundred thousand people screaming at the top of their lungs yeah and knowing and knowing when to scream like at the right plays of the game you know it's third and four in your own in your own territory right Mm -hmm. crowd's gonna get amped up for that shit yeah major factor so yeah i mean i think it's huge cool all right (laughs) next question (laughs) does john really run his fantasy team or is his toddler daughter the ranking GM. 
That one came in from the East Lake Soup Savant. <laughs> the East Lake Saucier. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, baby. I don't know, man. I, somebody under the rocks are fucking running that team. I don't know if it's John, man. John's fucking still, his head is still buried in the rocks when he's making these moves. I mean, <laughs> the only reason why we bring it up is because he picked up off the white, uh, off the waiver this week. 15 scoots. 15 bucks for JW and Jr. And you guys think I spend bad fab money, man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, what a <laughs> oh man, yeah, I think uh, obviously I texted him because he picked him up and then dropped him literally before noon. Yeah, <laughs> like so, fifteen bucks gone. So I don't know who's running that team. Yeah, I hope it's his is is his daughter. You know what we should do is every time somebody spends big on the wire we should get our boy soitet to count it out right like i should and stop I, it at the number yeah i should have left that one rolling to 15 perfect I, I, yeah my fingers fudge the fingers fudge the key the, the soundboard up that's okay now we're one apiece fuck ups for this episode <laughs> one two three four five Oh man um i got a new one i got a new li- we got a new listener oh nice who texted in um, I, he, he fired me today and whatever we were bullshitting, I said, man, have you listened to the pod yet? And he said, well, what pod? I said, well, what the fuck? Man? Yeah. The I hottest said, pod on not, iTunes. How did you not know about the pod? So I told him about the BFB and, uh, this is my buddy Mo from Otwell. Mm. And, um, you know, Mo's a pretty good guy. He likes to, uh, likes to get on the booze a little bit. Welcome, Mo. Likes to party a little bit. You'll fit in here. And uh, <laughs> he actually used to run a, a very successful uh, tavern in Springfield. Did you get Montgomery Burns? No. All right, maybe I did, but I didn't shoot him. Checks out. Okay, sir, you're free to go. Good, because I got a hot date tonight. Hot date. Dinner with Fred. Dinner alone. Watching TV alone. All right. I'm going to sit at home and ogle the ladies in the Victoria's Secret catalog. See his catalog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So our buddy Mo from Springfield (laughs) writes in. He says, "In uh, you know what? I better check this out because I wrote it down on my sheet of computer paper. And and can't read my own writing. (laughs) I feel like I screwed up the question. Uh, no, actually, no. The, the, the question is right. Nice. Um, so you copied it down correctly. Yes. In oh, uh, in a e- <laughs> you have a new uniball. You have a new uniball. Oh, Sometimes yeah. they just the words Man. just string together. I I gotta say, I'm not a uniball oh, guy. I'm a huge uniball. No, guy. I'm not, not a uniball guy. I need a big round stick, black ink. No way. No. Man. But- Look at this calligraphy. No, I here. don't like. I don't like a uniball pen. Oh no. Anyway. Mo from Springfield writes in. He says, in an eight-team league, who do you start at wide receiver this week? Julio Jones or Tyler Boyd? More important question, who would you guys rather take on a date? (laughs) Well, Julio's a fucking beast, and I know he'd throw me around, so I'd pick him. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I would go with Tyler Boyd. I feel like he's more like... 
Young G, right? You know, listen to fucking Travis Scott, shit yeah. like that. Julio, you rolling around with Julio, you getting shot or something, <laughs> man. He is a hood guy. Yeah, and he's dope as shit. Yeah. <laughs> but he don't know how to treat me. Who would I start? That's a friggin' tough call. That's a tough call, man. That's a tough call. Um. Oh man. Uh, I mean, Julio plays. And, and Julio's fucking, he's been running the questionable tag, like, the last few weeks. Well, even when he's not play, uh, running that tag, he plays, and he still doesn't get any action, yeah. right? He's more of a decoy. Yeah, so, I mean, he didn't practice today. Um, uh, I like the matchup against Carolina more, Yeah, Carolina's, pr- Carolina's pretty soft, um, and Boyd's since got he plays... Baltimore. Ooh, I think I'd almost... It's tough to tough. If you sit Julio, you're kicking yourself if he pops off. Yeah, it's Julio's right? a tough sit, man. It's I, tough I think sit. it's got to be Julio. Monitor the situation, I guess. Like, look at look if he's been in practices this week. Yeah, uh, and like leading into the game, that might be like a game time morning. The decision. thing that yeah, it worries me. Baltimore's secondary is so good. It's because it, he's either going to get covered by Marlon Humphreys or he's going to get covered by uh, Peters. Marlon Humphreys just got paid. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I just, I don't know. Probably Julio. Yeah, probably me. Julio. Yeah. And I'm not a big Julio guy. You guys know my feelings about Julio. Yeah, you're very clear about them. <laughs> and you've been hawking Devonte longer than anybody else. You've been on that train. So maybe you do know something. Um. Well, you know. Maybe you're onto something. I meant to say that. That we're friendly here. You know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're good. Oh. Uh, okay. Well. Uh, the Romanian rock man rode in. Maybe he needs to let it be known that he is actually paying attention. And he wrote in and he said, This being the COVID season, how likely do you guys think that the Super Bowl champ gets an asterisk next to their title? Because if they don't, I don't see how I deserve one either. (laughs) (laughs) No, they don't get an asterisk, man. Mm -hmm. I don't think any of the sports teams get an asterisk. They fucking won. Yeah, exactly. It's not easy to do. No, and it's it might be more... It's not easy to win the Stanley Cup. It's not easy... Well, nobody's won the NBA final yet, but... Uh, yeah, it's coming, though. Yeah, it's coming. But it's not easy. It's not easy to win the World Series. No. Like, there's no asterisks involved. You're playing the best of the best, and you beat them. Yeah, and if anything, this is harder than any year before. Yeah. So if if by that you mean they deserve an asterisk for that maybe because it's harder than other ones but that certainly doesn't align with your position you fell into a championship you fell into a championship you didn't earn it you didn't earn it no you didn't de- earn fucking... johnson it <laughs> yeah de- Ernest. <laughs> fuck my boy uh, no you fucking beat me along the way too you... <laughs> but that's every year so we don't worry about that <laughs> borg all right we had another question come in from a new listener, I think. He just goes by the moniker, I crush croissants. Uh, and this is not, who knows, not even a football question. Are you guys excited about pool party being back with the Oilers? <laughs> Don't care. Wrong podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, I, whatever. I think he's a fucking goof and I think he needs to get his shit together. And uh, maybe he'll be good. I don't know. I liked Anthony Cio too, but didn't, are they letting him walk? They're letting him walk, yeah. Just, uh, I think the COVID flat cap, they expected everything to go up. They would yeah, have more room, but uh, that fucked him over. I think pool party will be nice. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he matured. Uh, 
you hear a lot of rumblings and shit, but there's rumors that they might look at Miku Koivu as their third line center pickup. Ooh, I like that. He would be a nice uh, mentor. Absolutely. For that Finn. Yeah. So that, that that might be a nice little match, but we'll see. Hopefully, uh, yesterday. Yeah, you don't have Chris ready. Russell fucking telling him to drink whiskey and fucking block <laughs> shots and shit. Like, <laughs> fuck. Too bad. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm surprised you don't have a Russell jersey. Uh, no, nah, I'll leave my Benny here in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man. All right. Well, what do you, what do you go? We got a couple extra. We got a couple. Yeah, I got one more question left. How many do you have? I got one more. Okay. Do you want to, do you want, shall you go or shall I go? Well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. We haven't heard from this guy in a while. We haven't heard, we haven't from, heard this from this guy in a while. In a while. <laughs> I, you know, okay, okay. Well, I'll go, I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, you know, again, obviously living in Rundle Park, beautiful place, most beautiful place in Edmonton. Um, and my buddy, the Yeti, down in the park, he uh, he had a good summer. <laughs> he had a good summer, and, and I was chatting with him recently, and he uh, he said he had a question for the boys. So, here we go. <laughs> he says, well, Marty and the gang, been a long time coming. Missed you, boys. Me and the Black Bear had a great summer. Gord let me on the Spite Barbecue team for my wild game recipes. <laughs> The, the wild poached muskrat, smoked squirrel stew, and grilled acorns have been a great hit with the crew down in the park. <laughs> now that I'm on the barbecue team, I've kind of recognized as the MB, MVP of cooking down in the park. Um, you know, not unlike my good buddy Gordon, MVP on the, oh, on the okay. queue myself. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but he says on the topic of MVP, who do you guys think is the front runner um, for the prestigious award this year? And mm-hmm. and as we enter week five, so I mean obviously I know it's early, but quarter quarter mark. Yeah. Um, and he he has a little side note. He says, and don't worry, Gord. I know Doris is upset about your recent marriage. I'll have a talk with her next time we go grab a few Olympias from the crest. <laughs> you mean steal your boy, the Yeti. <laughs> Oh, the Yets. Great question. Yeah. Great question. It's weird because the 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 question I got from the Black Bear painted a much different picture about their summer. Oh. But we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> MVP. I think right now you can pick. There, it's between three guys. And they're all quarterbacks. Yeah. Obviously. I think it's between Russ, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Rosen. Josh Allen. <laughs> Josh Rosen. Rosen coming best. back from the dead, man. Honestly, oh, his time in Arizona was sweet. But... Yeah, almost as good as his time in Miami. Yeah. Oh, fuck What's me. he doing now, anyway? He's just free not agent. He's a free agent. Or maybe he's on a practice squad. No, he's on a practice. Who's practice? I'll find this out. Oh, okay. Who would be, okay, who would be My, your You MVP? know what? To be honest, mine were the same three. Um... Okay, Josh, who would you pick out of those ones? Who do I pick right now, man? I think yeah. if Buffalo wins the NFC East, I think Josh Allen's going to be the MVP. Wow. As he fucking should be. And, like, I love how chaotic he is. You know what I mean? Like, he's not super streamlined. Like, Rodgers is, like, clinical. And same with Russ. They're, like, clinical. But, like, Josh Allen, like, he's still... the. Remember the first year he was in the league? He was just scrambling all <laughs> over the place, right? Hurtling, but, diving yeah, head first. <laughs> but, like, uncontrolled. And, like, now... And then, like, last year he was a little bit better. But now it's, like, controlled chaos for Josh. Like, he'll fucking throw a pick, and then he comes back the next one, fucking rushes <laughs> 25 yards. You know what I mean? Like, I like that about him, yeah. you know? Like, and he's not afraid to make the mistakes, Yeah, that's true. Like, he will throw into a tight window, and and if it makes it, it's a fucking run to the house, you know? But if he doesn't, 
Yeah. He doesn't. And I like taking those risks. It's hard to argue any of the any of those three, to be honest. I can see uh, Allen winning it for sure, but I think it might be Rodgers. Yeah, the way he's, he's playing. Hell of a fucking Green Bay's year. got the best offense in the league. Uh, he's he looks like he's having a blast out there this yeah, year. Yeah, he does. Joking, laughing, just ripping it around, getting guys to jump on hard counts by saying the word hard count. Yeah, like it's just <laughs> it's just crazy. I think the guy he's he he's hungry, and we talked about it in the first step. Yeah, maybe drafting Jordan Love lit a fire underneath his yeah, ass. I agree. And I'd have to say yeah, because like look at the way the guy's playing. It's and- been. And those few little quips about him, like what he said that uh, oh, yeah. he, his, he would fake that his his microphone wasn't working in the helmet so he could just call his own plays when yeah. he was under Mike McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he had that quote of, uh, my, a regular day for me is a career day for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> or like a, a regular, an off year for yeah, me yeah, that's is, is a career year for somebody yeah. else. And he ain't fucking wrong, <laughs> No, man. he's not. He's brash about it, yeah. man. Fuck. Yeah. I like it, Raj. Shit. Okay. Well, last question comes in from our boy, the black bear boys. I can't tell you what having the pod back has meant to me or my frenemy roommate, the Yeti. Needless to say, the past little bit has been rough on all of us and us occupants in the Rundle park mud den are no exception. The dumpsters down here have been empty for weeks. The squirrels aren't as meaty and plump as normal. And the neighbors figured out how to lock their internet connection. This has all led to frustrations and heated exchanges between me and the Yets. Luckily, football's back and it's led us to have more constructive and meaningful conversations. In fact, the question I'm asking this week was one that we discussed a few short days ago. I'm curious to hear what you have to say on the topic, so here it is. If you were a GM slash head coach candidate, rank these jobs in order of how much they would interest you. Lions, Jets, Falcons, Texans. Much love and adoration, my two sweet princes, the Northern Alberta Black Bear. <laughs> so your candidate, who are you going with? The NABB. <laughs> yeah, so the NAB. <laughs> and RPY? Uh, it doesn't really work. No. The Park Yeti. Yeah, um, just tie the Yeti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Yets. <laughs> yeah. Um, well... The Jets, the Lions, Falcons, and Texans. Falcons and Texans. Um, I think I would go with the Falcons because I think they have so much potential, and it's just because who's the head coach there? Chuck, uh, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Yeah, he was former Indy. Uh, I don't know where Dan, what tree Dan Quinn came from. To be oh, honest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, I think they have the potential. Like, obviously, Gurley's getting a little bit aged, but he's still serviceable. Yeah. Um, Matt Ryan is one of the top six, seven quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, typically. Right? And they've got Calvin Ridley, who is emerging as the guy there. They've still got Julio Jones, who is one of the fucking most dynamic pass catchers to ever play. But you're not a Julio guy. But I'm not a Julio guy. <laughs> and they have the young guy in Russell Gage coming up as a YR three or yeah, WR three. That and, slot. And, you know, like I think they've I think they've got what it takes. Um So they'd be number one. They'd be number one. Oh, I have to rank them? Rank them. Mm. Okay, I won't go long on the other ones. Okay. I'll go Atlanta. Yeah. Um I'll go Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um 
and it's Jets and Texans. I would go Jets. Yeah. Texans. Man, that is exactly my order. Yeah. <laughs> and it was hard to put the Texans last, but their future is gone. Mm-hmm. Their cabinets are bare. They're dumb. There's nothing left there. I think like you give <sighs> the Jets have such a weak receiving core, so that's tough. But yeah, I think the Falcons are the easy choice in in that group. They've got a lot there. They just need to maybe they need a new voice in the locker room. Yeah. Um and the Lions, it's hard to say. I don't know they where They have talent. They have they definitely have talent. DeAndre Swift, they got Carryon Johnson, Galladay, AP Galladay, TJ Hawkinson. They've got a lot of talent and then on that, you know, defensive side of the ball, they spent some money bringing in a lot of uh expatriates mm-hmm. but i think matt patricia is just an idiot man yeah he's dumb i'd hate playing for that fucking guy yeah he needs to be gone and it's it was interesting for jason garrett man. it was interesting this week because uh uh dan orlovsky who was on the lions roster uh as backup quarterback uh was on a was on a show or something like that and he was talking about patricia because patricia was quoted as saying like this week well i had a lot of work to do when i got here and orlovsky was like no you didn't like jim caldwell had i think out of the four seasons he was there two of them were winning years like they were very competitive the locker room was really well he's like how do you expect your players to take accountability if you're not going to do it yourself like you're just making excuses so i think honestly all four franchises texans have already done it they needed they needed a change. They yeah. just need a new voice in the room, a new a new style. Yeah, and they should get rid of Adam Gase in New York, man. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, being a New York fan is tough as a Giants guy. I would hate to be a Jets fan. Oh my god, it, it would be the absolute worst. But like, you know what is sick though? In, in New York, the split is like Jets, Mets, Yankees, Giants. Right. right? That's usually the split. And where the and then Ranger and Rangers Islanders Islanders are further no Islanders are further out so they're Long Island out. so that's okay. not people that live in New York anyway so you're always going to be a Rangers fan, um, but uh, the Met Stadium City Field is fucking sick, it's real sick and the train ride there is awesome too because it's above ground mm. so it's like a story above ground so you're like fucking oh, going through yeah. buildings and shit yeah that would be neat, shit, and Yankee Stadium is tight too. Um, gave 20 bucks to a homeless guy outside it. He was fucking gawked. Um, I was all fucking drunk too, obviously. <laughs> but we went for, we went, I saw Jeter's last home series. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah. Actually. Actually. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It was fucking sweet. They played the Jays and I thought Stroman was going to take the mound, but it was actually Mark Burley and he pitched a good game. They lost. Um, but Megan and I, we're the only two Jays fans in there, man. Because, like, everybody was obviously yeah. going because it's, like, Jeter's last homestand, right? And I remember standing there in line to get a beer. And this guy in front of me was like, yeah, we got fucking Jays fans behind me here. And he's, like, fucking yelling, whatever. I'm like, hey, man, like, whatever. We're just having a good time. He's like, yeah, I know. You're just, we're just fucking around with you, whatever. And I'm like, okay. We end up sitting next to the guy in the stands. And he's like, oh, I'm fucking stuck with you guys again, man. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you're fucking stuck with us. We're fucking having beers, taking pictures together and shit. Yeah, it was fun, man. It was good. Fuck, that is a good time. All right. Woo! 
Switching it up this week. Yeah, I gotta keep it Switching fresh. it up. We figured the pod was going a little bit short, so we'd start another segment at the front, I think. Or... Well, no, this is just, <laughs> it's just, it's the flow, the flow. Yeah, it's the flow. It's an organic, organic uh, yeah. change here for the pod, but. Well, just for this week. You go week to week. You yeah, gotta see is... where the week takes you. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's fucking, you know, <laughs> just ebb and flow, right? Ebb, ebb and, and flow. flow. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's the milk carton minute. Um, you know what? I actually was at No Frills the other day again. Oh yeah. Surprisingly, and wanted to make uh, a nice little noodle dish for supper. So I went and got uh, went and got some chicken. Um, mm. Went and got uh, some instant ramen noodles. And uh, needed a little bit of cream for the recipe, so I was in the milk aisle. <laughs> of course you were. And uh, I was checking out the carton, see who's missing this week. Um, it's always sad seeing everybody, you know, missing, uh, you know, week to week in fantasy. And this week was a tough one because it was an entire fucking squad. <laughs> and that was the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And they, like... they are fucked, oh, first of all. Fucked. I'm no COVID police <laughs> myself, okay? A lot of people Free probably, this thing from it. probably know my thoughts on it, <laughs> but I mean, Tennessee, come on, like Dude. figure it out. Dude. Like it all went down September 24th <laughs> as of today. And who knows? It might be changing as we speak. 23 personnel are infected. Wild. Fuck. Wild. Good God. And, and guys are fucking practicing when they shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... Yeah, violated it. Literally, they got their case on the 24th, and on the 30th, they were caught uh, at a local high school <laughs> fucking practicing. Tannehill was there. Like, like, what are you guys doing? Come on. I don't know. There's just, like... It's going to be very interesting to see. They've already moved the game to Tuesday. going to be very interesting to see what are the punishments handed yeah. down. What a play. Because it isn't just... Yeah, that was a huge play. Oh, he strips that right out of him. On, and on Robinson, too. Sorry. Sunday Sorry, nighter. We're wa- Ten Thurs- seconds Thursday left. Thursday nighter. Thursday nighter. <laughs> fucking watching Josh Rosen. <laughs> hey, he plays for the fucking Tampa Bay Bucks. No, he's on the practice squad? No, he's on the actual squad. Oh, he's uh, like the learning, third stringer? Learning from Tom, yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Him not BA? Bad. That's not, not bad. bad. I, maybe he might be back, man. Yeah. Okay. Let's focus. Um, Tennessee. Tennessee. So you got to wonder what they're going to do here because it's not just that they did this practice. They now have pretty firm evidence that, and it was widely known around the league in, in, you know, like rabbit ears, secrecy, that they weren't following the mask protocol either in their building. And so now the NFL is going to look at their security footage from inside their building. And the person that told them was off- was one of their own offensive linemen, Roger Saffold. He snitched on him. He snitched. Whistleblower. Whistleblower, for sure. Well, you know what? He's trying to take care of himself. Well, I don't blame him. Yeah, exactly. He's got lots of things to think about. And on top of that, I guess the league has them wearing these um, tracking devices called the Kinexons. And uh, what, what happened is some of the players took them off. Oh. So it's it's leading to gaps in the uh, in the data tracking, um, and that people were weren't reporting symptoms when they had it. So I don't know. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that they could end up having to forfeit games if this yeah. continues. Yeah, I mean punishment is punishment. I you mean, know, they should which sucks. I mean they made it to the AFC final last year, and 
AFC Championship, and I don't know. I mean, that's that's the way it fucking goes, man. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Buddy. Yeah, I guess the the one fucked up thing that I that I read was that if Bill that if the the Bills and Titans game does get uh, forfeited, not only would the Titans forfeit their game check, but so would the Bills players. Oh, they oh they don't get paid under the revised COVID nineteen terms. So roster sizes were part of it, game day activities, IR modifications, and then uh, COVID-19 designations were all part of that. And yeah, they would lose a game check. Crazy. Because of another team's actions, which is nuts. And like, I remember like in the off season, people were like, what? You're not going to let them jersey swap and hug at the end of games? <laughs> and now it's just like, ugh. Like there was that yeah. video of Gilmore and Mahomes embracing after the Chiefs Patriots game. And now everybody's like, like Mahomes, I know is sleeping in a separate bedroom from his wife. Yeah, because he's worried. So like, well, I don't she's know. pregnant too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congrats, by the way. Yeah, I know he's listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah, Kermit, fuck. Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's going to be very very interesting to see if they fuck it up. I I have no problem with them forfeiting. No, because no. now this is they've screwed over the Steelers. Now yeah. they could potentially fuck over the Bills. I don't know. And my boy Josh, man, I can't have him not starting this week. I'll be done. Yeah. Actually, no, I'll start Burrow. Woo! <laughs> well, I don't know who these... So that's the milk cart minute. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the milk cart minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know who these fucking Titans think they are. Like, they think that they're better than everybody else. Do they think that they're better off alone? We need you guys. We need Derrick Henry in our lineups. And yeah. A.J. Brown whenever he decides to get healthy. And some of you might start Tannehill. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Fuck. Well. That jumped in. That was basically passing around the NFL, jumping right into it. So yeah, shall so, we spark a couple torches? Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. See what's going on. A little tiki's here. <laughs> well, we, we touched on it earlier, but Tennessee is obviously the biggest story of the week, followed by Bill O'Brien's firing. Gotta talk about it. Bill O.B. Here's a few stats you need to know about the Texans. They are spending $255 million in cash on their roster this season. More than any other team in the NFL. They owe their first and second round picks in 2021 to the Dolphins and currently don't have a win. If you look at the trades that Bill O.B. made in the last little bit, the four big ones, he got Laramie Tunsil, David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills, Jacob Martin... Archivius Mingo, a second, a third, a fourth, a fourth, a fourth, and a sixth. But he lost. Hopkins, Clowney, Davenport, Batamosi, a first, a first, a second, a second, and a fourth. He's an idiot. In seven years, he had only... It's interesting because he's kind of like the Shirelli of the NFL. He is. Where he just sells you the farm, you know? But if you look at it, and I think this is... Like the the other side of the coin could say that in seven years he only had one losing record. He did win four division titles in six seasons, and he was coming off back to back double digit wins, uh, win seasons. Um, he's you, on. He's a downhill in this last year. It's true, and like you got to look. Like the guy was also the general manager mm -hmm. and the head coach, and you got to look at the division they play in. One of the easier in the NFL. 
You got to look at the trades this guy made. You got to look at the future. The guy left them with nothing, nothing in the future. And then he lost the locker room. Like there were reports of him fighting with the defensive coordinator. Fighting with J.J. Watt. Fighting with J.J. Watt. (coughs) And then fighting with Randall Cobb. (coughs) And I guess like it was just a... (coughs) Who? Like a toxic environment. Like Randall Cobb, man, seems like such a nice guy. Randall Cobb does seem very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I would take that guy to dinner for sure. Yeah, for sure. Let him take me to Morton's. (laughs) (laughs) Steakhouse. Tuck in my napkin. Here we go. listening to Westwood One. (laughs) Sure. Westwood <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, here's a couple quotes. So the first one comes from DeAndre Hopkins, who was asked about it, obviously, now that he's on the cards. And he said, of course I saw it. It was all over the internet. A lot of memes and stuff with me in it and my name. But I wish bad on no one. Hopefully he can have success somewhere else. Nice little quote. Taking the high road. Another anonymous Texans player was saying this about... Uh, kind of the atmosphere that was in the room and on the field with O'Brien. I'm so excited just to go to practice now, tomorrow, just to see everyone's attitudes, the player said. It feels like there wasn't room for player leadership before because everyone's voice was so suppressed. No one wanted to put themselves in the spotlight because it felt like you would be subject to criticism for doing so. Now it feels like the door is open for guys to be themselves more and to have fun. Before it felt like you were having too much, if, if you were having too much fun, you weren't doing your job, mm. which is crazy. And one thing I think to keep an eye on with this whole thing, Bill O'Brien shipped two first rounders to Miami in the Laramie Tunsil deal. Yes. Or at one first rounder coming up to Miami. The other one went to, uh, fuck, who did he trade for it? Maybe he said, no, he sent two first rounders for Laramie Tunsil. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So in this year's draft, there is a left tackle out of Oregon named Penny Sewell. And there is a very strong chance, given the record, that Miami could take this left tackle. So they could walk out of it still with a franchise left tackle and two first rounders from Houston. So, fuck. That's a tough one, man. Yeah. Fuck. Well. Bill O.B. Bill (laughs) O.B. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, we don't have a song for him. So. No, no, no. Um, I got a few things around the NFL. It seems weird doing the NFL around the NFL so late in the pod. <laughs> we've or maybe been ga- we're just we've taking too long. We even Gavin. Yeah, we even Gavin. Yeah. Um, speaking about Gavin, we're you know, I mean, my boy Dwayne Haskins, Simba Twenty One, mm-hmm. whatever his Instagram handle is. You know all of these nicknames. Jabu. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jabu, yeah. Okay. Um, he's getting healthy this week. Yeah. A nice young quarterback that everybody was saying the Giants should have drafted. First round quarterback, yeah. First rounder mm-hmm. in the top five. And, you know, I feel for the guy. He doesn't have much of an O-line to work with. New coach. But I think Rivera's got to give him a little bit more of a fucking chance here. Yeah, I think so too. He had a good week against Baltimore. Yeah. It wasn't even that bad. Um, and they beat... Um, didn't the they Eagles. Win? Yeah. Week one. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a little hasty. But he's not even going to dress. Yeah, it's it's like a legit scratch. Yeah. And like, Ky- well, I mean, Kyle Allen's got that connection with Rivera last year in... Carol- Carolina, Carolina, yeah. So, I mean... I understand that, but still, I wouldn't... Like, Kyle Allen's not a starting quarterback. Yeah, and they must be real confident in Alex Smith's health. 
Yes. If they if they need him to Alex come Smith in, Alex Smith is right? a starting quarterback, but he hasn't played in two years. Yeah, that's exactly it. Oh man. Uh, on a lighter note, two weeks ago when we couldn't record, um, the Denver Broncos had a home game, and in the home game, they actually had the entire cast of uh, South Park in the stands to watch the game. Like every single character was there, and I thought it was too good of an opportunity not to use. A Randy Marsh clip, and this is this is Randy Marsh watching his son's baseball game. No hit, no hit, can't hit, can't hit, can't hit it, can't hit it, can't hit it. Hit it out of the park, Alan. South Park sucks. Good call, up. Good call. Come on, Alan. This pitcher throws like a girl. What'd you say? You heard me, asshole. You want me to kick your ass right here? You want a piece of me? Cause I'm pretty sick of your goddamn mouth. What do you want to do, huh? What do you want to do? You better shut up, asshole. Standing right here. Shut up. For what? Arresting me for what? I'm not allowed to stand up for myself? I thought this was America. Is this America? I'm sorry, I thought this was America. (laughs) I thought this was America. Oh, baby. That was pretty good. Like, who does this guy think he is getting into fights? Scott at a rock concert? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Gord at fucking Gord at the American with Andy? Holy fuck. Oh, man. Jesus. How about my boy Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert. Oh. Sick flow. Named starter <laughs> for the Chargers of the rest of the year. Sorry, Tarod. Yeah, what are you so proud about? Tell, tell what the What am I listeners. so proud about? Yeah. I fucking spent big money on him. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I spent real big money on that real big, fucking guy. <laughs> real big money. Let's talk about the ones you hit on and not the ones like Keel and Cole that you missed. Hey, hey. <laughs> I mean, it was big money, but it wasn't it wasn't that big. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two. <laughs> That's how much I spent on him. 22 bucks. Thanks, Toy. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's looking good. He's looking good. I'm so glad Anthony the Lynn came to his senses, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I, you know what? I think that was a good pickup for me. I think it was a, and you know what? I bet obviously way too high, but I think it's going to work out for the, in the end. Yeah, I think it's going to be good for you. Um, I want to talk quickly just about the play a couple weeks ago when Dallas played Seattle. Chris Carson got hurt. On that uh, on that roll, basically it was, it's called a Gator roll, and it was done by defensive tackle Tristan Hill of the Cowboys. Clearly, the play was over. He kept rolling, twisting his knee and his ankle. Uh, obviously, Carson tweaked it, left the game, mm-hmm. was able to play the next week. But all Hill got was a sixty five hundred dollar fine. Yeah, and he got he was allowed to stay in the game, and then later on in the game, got a roughing the passer on Russell Wilson, hitting him helmet to helmet, which cost him another sixty five hundred. So this guy gets charged thirteen hundred or thirteen thousand bucks, right? And like that's that's all the punishment is. I, I don't know. Dropping the bucket for these guys. Yeah, exactly. For a league that's so hell bent on making it a safer league, you allow that bullshit kind of play that's after the whistle. Not even like in the play. 
Yeah. You know, plays done. That's just an intentional bullshit play. So I, I don't know. That uh, it was surprising to me. And a couple former NFLers had some quotes about it. Marcus Spears came out. He said, there's a code that usually exists between players in the league as much as we want to win. This is a code breaker and it's bullshit. And then Jeff Schwartz came out and said, this dude has some hurt coming his way next week for his Gator role. We see it on film. Oh, so like, you know, like guys talk in the league and you're going to get that. You're going to get that reputation. Can you imagine Tristan Hill being stuck on the bottom of a fumble pile now? The kind of shit that would happen to him. Oh yeah. Well, baby, you know, so I don't know. I'm glad Carson is, uh, healthy and and good to go mm-hmm, totally his uh seahawks teammate recently didn't play this week tweeted out a picture of him wearing his helmet with the caption saying something along the lines of jamal adams saying something along the lines of always ready to go game ready and it's him standing looking at his tv he's wearing a seahawks helmet but on his coffee table is a full joint no <laughs> so he tweets it out literally five minutes later takes it down Uses the same photo, but just photoshopped out the joint. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. Smart guy. It looked good, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nice big one. Fuck. So. I did see that. No word. No word on any suspension or anything like that. Why would he get suspended? It's legal in the league and it's legal in fucking Is it legal in the league now, though? Yeah. Actually. Yeah, you're not getting tested for it. Fuck. Josh Gordon got it tough. Oh, he got done dirty, man. He got brutal. Yeah. I like that guy. Me too. Enough to own his jersey. Yes. That's (laughs) true. Uh, Well. Dude, what want, else? What else we got? You wanted we, to talk about? Your... I wanted to talk about because I I watched. It was the Raiders. What was the the last Sunday nighter? It was a primetime game. Raiders. Fuck! Who did they play? I don't know. I can't remember. But I was talking about the new stadium. It's yeah. fucking tight. Yeah, it does look good. It's gangster as fuck. It looks like the Death Star. <laughs> yeah, it does. Man, or, or a Roomba is what I heard. Ah, kind of looks like a room, but yeah, but so does Roger's place, kind of, too. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking how tight of a boys trip it would have been if we could have went to Vegas. Oh, Vegas would be fun. Oh, I'd definitely oh, do Vegas man. for that. Yeah. But, yeah, no, and, and I got word of John Gruden. And... Well, it was the Saints. Huh? They were playing the Saints. They played the Saints, Yeah, yes. Monday Nighter. Yeah. Um, John Gruden and Derek Carr talking when they had to move i mean because card was choked oh yeah he was pissed. he liked the o he liked the o he yeah. liked that california weather yeah right it, it matched his shady eyes <laughs> all the time the guy liner <laughs> i want to uproot again and, and i gotta move to a new house now but i like this house man yeah, i like it too everything i did in this house man is a memory to me all the bitches i had in here man it's fucking two bitches in your bed what? <laughs> fucking two bitches in your bed. You had sex with two women in my bedroom? Fucking right I did. How you want to fuck bitches in a twin bed? Right. I don't want you having sex in my bed. <laughs> oh, you know what, Larry? You don't fuck that shit up. You know why? Because you got that bullshit-ass lawyer who got us kicked out of here. You pick that fucking lawyer. You fucking my yeah. shit up. Okay, you know what? We got a half hour to get out of here. I suggest you go pack up and bring your stuff down. Fuck you, Larry. Fuck you, Leon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they were pissed, man. man they yeah. were pissed. Yeah. But you know what? Now that they're in there, they're probably loving the new digs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, did you want to talk about uh, your division? 
No, not really, because, I mean, it's garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in one word, woof. (laughs) Oh, man, it sucks. It's bad. Oh, man. Who would have thought that maybe Doug Peterson settling for a tie might be the deciding factor of the Eagles winning the thing? But you know what? Giants fans have no fear. You are literally one game behind. Exactly. And And you're 0-4. (laughs) And honestly, Dallas might be a winnable game. Yeah. They do that, not look good. That D is so bad, man. It's so bad. Like, they are not... They're bad. Yeah. It's crazy. Here's a stat for you. Oh, God. <laughs> the Eagles are first place in the NFC East despite running three plays all season while leading in the fourth quarter. What? <laughs> the Giants and Cowboys have yet to run any, and Washington ran 11, but it all came in week one against the Eagles. <laughs> Now, 21 players have more touchdowns than the entire Giants team. <laughs> Kamara, Jones, Cook, Evans, Robert Tonyan, Hunt, Carson, Cam, Adam Thielen, OBJ, McKinnon, Melvin Gordon, <laughs> Tyler Lockett, Todd Gurley, Zeke, Mark Andrews, Tyreek, Christian McCaffrey, Chubb, Kyler Murray, and Calvin Ridley all have more touchdowns than the entire Giants team. The Giants only have two? I guess so, yeah. yeah. These guys have three. <laughs> oh my god. The uh and another stat for you, Gord, just about your boy Daniel Jones. Oh. In his seventeen career games, he has sixteen of them he has a turnover in. <laughs> Not very good. <laughs> in new york right now man Mm. it's rough it's tough sledding tough sledding well you know you gotta just buy another guy's jersey who's gonna get traded and and then live life man who who do you not like on the team (laughs) (laughs) fuck well we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the tate and ramsey beef that happened this weekend between the in the giants uh rams game uh, for those that don't know, basic, sh- long and short of it yeah, is... It's, it's a bit of a Jerry Springer. Yeah, a bit of a Jerry Springer thing. Jalen Ramsey used to uh, date um, Golden Tate's sister. Little sister, yeah. Had two kids together. Left her for a stripper. A dancer. A dancer. Yeah. <laughs> Artist. So he did fall in love with the stripper. <laughs> God damn. T-Pain knows what's up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So he left, uh, very public, and basically Tate was uh, quoted as saying, he knows he's going to have to see me at some point. Well, they saw each other, and a big fight happened at midfield. Ramsey Tate, coaches pulling him away, uh, and then it even like uh, spilled over into the locker room. I guess Jalen was waiting outside the Giants' locker room for Golden Tate. Yeah. But thankfully, they didn't end up meeting up. Crazy. I know. Our uh, former entertainment correspondent, Bacon... I don't know if he wants to keep his segment, Bacon's Bits, or what. He led us on to that one. I thought he'd come on himself and... Uh, and give us a call. Yeah, exactly. It's tough when, you know. Yeah. God damn, little mama. You know you think 
fake as hell, you know what I'm saying? Woo! <laughs> fake. After the club, you know what I'm talking about? Me and my niggas gonna be together, you know what I'm saying? Oh? Doesn't go in though. God build up. It's gotta build up, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's where planning kicks in. (laughs) I'm in love with the stripper. Oh man. Well I was bro I was doing that one off the cuff, man. Off the cuff, yeah. Off the cuff. Teddy just he he's good at adapting on the fly. Flexible. Yeah. That's for sure. Okay, do you have anything left for pass around? I got one thing and it's a gripe. <sighs> gripe it out. Hour and ten minutes in. Here we go. Week three. I want you to I'm just going to list you the week three top scoring fantasy tight ends in order. Okay? <laughs> Stop me. This is week three. Stop me when you get when we get to a player that was drafted in the early part or even the middle of a fantasy draft, okay? <laughs> Jimmy Graham, Tyler Croft, Eric Ebron, Mo Cox, Robert Tanyan, Jesse James, Foster Morrow, Jacob Hollister, Mercedes Lewis, Michael Jusecki, Michael Jusecki, Kyle Rudolph, Zach Ertz, Harrison Bryant, Greg Olson, L. Smith, I don't know his first name, <laughs> and Jonu Smith. Like, I didn't hear an Andrews or a Waller. Or a Kittle. Or a Kittle. Kittle was hurt. Or a Kelsey. Ertz, I guess, is the first one there. Week two, week four are a little bit different, but the point I'm trying to make is the huge discrepancy at this position. It's simply unreliable. And it has been for the past two years. Here's week four. Okay, Kittle at the top, great. Expected. Yes. Robert Tanyan, Mark Andrews, expected. Dalton Schultz, OJ Howard, Austin Hooper, Hawkinson, D. Parham Jr., (laughs) <laughs> Los Angeles uh, Charger. Thank you. George, uh, Jason Witten, Mo Ali Cox, Kelsey, Waller, Ian Thomas, Jay Thomas, <laughs> Cameron Brait, Gerald Everett, Hayden Hurst, and Drew Sample. So, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, maybe we need to rethink this position. It's because, dart throws, man. It's dart throws. Exactly. But, like, art, like, I don't know. I'd be curious to get the opinion of guys that spent a five or a six or a seven or an eight on a tight end early ish. How do you feel about that now? Like, are you happy you did that? I drafted George Kittle in like the second round. Yes, that's very high. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm saying like guys that took like a Mark Andrews who's been kind of up and down Mm -hmm. or like guys that, uh, you know, they jumped up and they, they grabbed a guy like Hayden Hurst or whatever in the middle rounds. Or, you yeah. know, you know those guys that were kind of getting the hype mm-hmm. leading into it? I don't oh, know. Boy, Hayden. And I, I leave pass around the NFL with a question for you, Gord. Oh, God. Jordan, Logan, Ian, Thomas. <laughs> All of them are tight ends. The teams that they play for are Carolina, Arizona, and Washington. Can you tell us which Thomas belongs to which team? <laughs> yes. Okay. Logan Thomas belongs on the Washington football team. Correct. Ian Thomas belongs on the Carolina Panthers. Nice. And I forgot the other guy's first name. (laughs) Jordan. Jordan Thomas belongs on the other team, you said. (laughs) Arizona. Arizona. Okay. Well, fuck. (laughs) 
Jesus Christ. I don't know. It's just like, I think we talked about this a bit yesterday. In the 40, we need to we gotta, get up to speed. Yeah, we got to get up to speed. There's just a few things that I think we can we can do. Get rid of kickers, number one. Keep tight end if we want, but maybe make it into a flex. I don't know. Lots of discussions at this year. No, you have to have a tight end singular position. Ugh. You have to. There's no abolishing the tight end. Well, there could be. If we want to be a forward-thinking <laughs> league. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, baby. The bounce back boy coming in at a later time slot. That's all good. That's all good. Well, it's, uh, you know, like I said, organic, ebb and flow, right? Yeah, exactly. Ebb and flow. Let's get into it. This, this week's bounce back boy is a guy who has had a great year so far. And I mean, it's a bit of an easy pick, but I'm trying to get my stats up a little <laughs> bit here because last week was Daniel Jones and I failed that one completely. Yeah, current so record 0 for 1. 0 for 1. But uh, you know what? I'm the only guy with the extra segment that has to keep a record in as well. You decided. <laughs> Did I decide? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this week it's uh, TL, Tyler Lockett mm. for Seattle. Had a quiet week. Last week. Very. Um, versus Mini. Um, or, sorry, Miami. And... That whole game was low scoring. Yeah, it was. It was low scoring. And for, you know, I... And, and Miami hasn't been playing that bad lately. And and Seattle's fucking yeah. defense is Swiss cheese for <laughs> yeah. whatever reason. Putrid. Um, he had two receptions on four targets for 39 yards. But this week he plays Mini. And <coughs> I think it... I think it's going to end up in a little bit of a shootout. I think so, too. Every time Mini and Seattle play, it's a good game. Mm -hmm. So, I think he's going to get the targets again. I think he can beat the corners. Um, I'm I'm just going, you know, TL and D-Russ. Yeah. They're going to have a game. I'm thinking at least 95 yards and one tutty. Okay. Don't mind that. Yeah. Okay. Reasonable. Yeah, I dig that. And I He'll think DK. I that. think DK is going to have a good game too. It's true. It's true. They're they're. You look at current tandems; they might be the best in the league at the moment. Yeah, Lockin and Metcalf. You can't really. No, it's hard to think of another one. I don't um, know. Maybe route. Well, Jones Ridley, hasn't been Ridley doing much. Julio? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're healthy, those two are. Yeah, that's true. But currently, like right now, looking like at right it, now, yeah. yeah, sick. All right. <clears throat> Welcome to United by Unis. <laughs> oh, baby. Well, oh, baby. Hour 15. Hour 15. Here we go. This uh, United by Unis segment is actually going to start with a question. And it comes in from Robbie in the QMP. He said, how can the Ravens players be wearing different colored leggings? Some are wearing black while others are wearing white. Robbie, I appreciate the text. And the question. Well, team socks have always been a long issue with, with uh, NFL uniform police and teams themselves. Uh, to the point that the current uniform trend is to not put any stripes at all on your socks and just choose a solid color, color legging. So you see this with teams like, mm, I don't know, Miami or the Ravens, like you said. The way that guys are getting around it is 
they wear an additional pair of white socks in their shoes. So they've been wearing, some guys choose to wear really long white socks to pull them up to their knee oh. and cover the legging while other guys like the ankle look or whatever. So it's really in, into personal style. But a, a big reason why you see most teams moving away from striped socks is is for that reason. And it's pretty rare to see it. Like the Chiefs, the new, the new old Browns uh, jerseys have stripes. Um, the Bears do. But even if you watch the teams that have stripes, guys wear them all sorts of different ways. Mm-hmm. Some guys wear them around their ankles and stuff. I think the NFL honestly just gave up because yeah. you can't police that part of it because everybody's doing it differently. It's just tough. So, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, I didn't know this, but I guess, you know how Tyreek throws up the peace sign? Yeah. Cheetah, when he's ripping by defenders on his way to the house? Totally. Throws up the peace sign. I guess he was getting fined for that. Oh really? From the league for taunting. So <laughs> As what? It should. So what he did this year was he got a piece, a hand making a peace sign printed onto his glove. So he only holds up a, his hand as a high five, like oh. all fingers spread, and it looks like a peace sign is being tossed up to get around it. Pretty That's ingenious. That's Pretty good. ingenious. Yeah. Now, for those wondering how the Bucks and the Broncos a few weeks back were able to go color on color. This is actually the third season in which a road team may wear white or an NFL pre-approved non-conflicting color if the home team decides to go with a color jersey. So you don't see it often unless it's a circumstance like a color rush game. Okay? Now, I did a little... Well, before I jump into this, I want to let my buddy East Van Andy know, he'll be happy to know, that the highlighter green Seahawks uniforms that he loves so, so much... I don't mind them. ...will be worn this week against his Vikings on Sunday night. Nice. Where are your sunnies? Yeah, where are your sunnies? <laughs> <laughs> Is he British, dude? Yeah, fuck, who knows? <laughs> the way I want to close out this segment of United by Unis is by talking about a man named Byron Donsis. <laughs> the inventor of the flak jacket. <laughs> So back in the 1970s, a new product was introduced to the game that has saved countless quarterbacks from serious injury and missing playing time. We're talking about the flak jacket. It debuted in the NFL in the 1978 playoffs in a very unusual way. Heading down the stretch in the 78 season, the Houston Oilers were in prime position to make a run for the playoffs. They had a 9-4 record when the Steelers came to town. During the game, the Houston quarterback, Dan Pastorini, dropped back to pass connected with his player but when he threw his arm and his his arm was up his ribs were exposed and he got hit by tackle Steve Furness. Pastorina said Pastorini said it knocked the wind out of me and I heard some cracking. He laid on the Astrodome turf, got picked up, it was on his back, got picked up and actually ended up finishing the game. After the game he got x-rays and it showed that he broke three of his ribs. Holy fuck. But finished the game. Several days later he was laying in his hospital bed and he heard an unexpected knock at his door. Pastorini said that two men walked in, one carrying a medium-sized brown paper bag and the other with a baseball bat. And he said, I was thinking these two men had a bet on the game and they were going to pummel me to death and take me out inside this bag. But he said instead, the man, Byron Donsis, took the never-before-seen flak jacket out of the paper bag and placed it up against his chest. Then the other man... 
with the bat stepped up and proceeded to whack Donsis in the chest three or four times without any ill effect. Oh, and it's the rib carriage. Yeah. So that's the thing that they wear around their ribs now. So basically, Donsis was super into this. He ended up making a bunch of new uh, equipment for for uh, football, like the thigh pads and shoulder pads. But his, his original one was made with a SEAL Team Light Fest that include thin air pockets positioned throughout. And the theory was that it would disperse the impact uh, when it came in, and it worked. So Passerini ended up taking this uh, uh, product, put it on, took the Oilers all the way to the AFC Championship game, where they would lose to the same Steelers that had injured him originally. Oh. But along with Byron Donsis' idea, this would go on to become an equipment essential for quarterbacks around the league. <laughs> and that was United by Unis. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Shit. Well, we're going to get into it really quick. Feldy sent in another feel-good. The guy's been on point this year. Feldy, we love the help. And he went with Robert Tanyan this week. He went from a high school quarterback to a small college wide receiver at Indiana State to an undrafted tight end who was released by his first NFL team, the Lions, to a practice squatter in Green Bay. He got injured early on last season and had core muscle surgery in the offseason. Worked his ass off training with pod favorite and fellow tight end Kittles and Bits. And now with a depleted Green Bay offense scores three touchdowns on Monday Night Football. Uh, (coughs) League record on Monday Night Football. And the craziest stat of that game, Robert Tanya now has more career multi-touchdown games at one than his uh, running mate George Kittle. Mm. Who has none. No multi-touchdown games. For Kittle. Yeah, that's crazy, hey? His actual nickname is Baby Kittle. Baby Kittle. Baby Kittle. John just Mm. picked him up. John picked him up. He's on a bye. He's willing to eat that. Yeah. That's not a bad play. Mm -mm. He's the number one scoring tight end so far in fantasy. After one game. After uh, all of them. Yeah. Well, obviously, but he had a great game last game. I don't know. Kittle's back, man. Yeah. Well. Well. You want to, You didn't get everything when you went by the grocery store. Did I you? didn't. No, I I always need to go back. So absent-minded. I always need to go back. Um, but when I back went back to No Frills, I actually I saw another no namer. Oh yeah. Um, and, and it's a guy we were just talking about, and that's Robert Tanyan. Because who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Comes out of fucking nowhere, scores three tutties. Nobody started him. Helps no one. no one, and now everybody's fucking trying to grab him. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Um, I mean, I do have a type for the no-namer. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you know, but tight end. Uh, he went six for six, man. 98 yards and three tutties. Um, guy's looking like fucking Jimmy Graham and fucking Nola, man. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He does look really good. But, yeah, you said it. Robert Tanyan. Who are you? Whoever you want me to be. <laughs> Do you know what show that's from? No, man. The fucking OC. Oh my god, I never watched those. Really? No. Sandy Cohen? No, man. And Seth and Ryan? No. Oh man, man. you're missing out. I got a couple box sets in the cabinet (laughs) right over there if you want to take them on the way out. 
Oh, baby man. Summer, Rachel Bilson. Oh, baby, that girl. Uh, is, is that like a real show or was it like a reality show? Oh, no, no, no. It was like a real shitty teen drama show. <sighs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Nice. And that's where Olivia Wilde got her start, actually. Hmm. She played a bisexual bartender. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Well, well clothes clothes are wet. Gotta take them outside. <laughs> gotta dry them off. Yeah, you gotta dry them off. <laughs> um and it's the new segment we, we kinda introduced last week. Um and and boys are getting hung out to dry, man. COVID's hanging us out to dry. Our, yeah. our fantasy teams are hanging us out to dry. You think you're cool. You think you got it. Yeah. And you don't. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And you get hit with the Droopy's Dry Rack. <laughs> Droopy's Dry Rack. And that's the boy who's who's just leaving you out to dry. <laughs> and this week, it's it's a guy that I have and I own. And it's so, AJ Green. Hopefully not for much longer. <laughs> like, man. I don't know, man. He's He's killing owners. Like myself. And he's leaving us on the clothesline. Um, obviously, I kind of thought he was going to have a bounce back year. I thought he was, you know, Joe Burrow fucking throwing him the rock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, he was getting a lot of hype in the offseason fantasy-wise. That's for sure. I don't know. I he's I'm, I'm stuck with him, too. I'm stuck with him. And I'm going to sit him this week. But honestly, I think he'd have better luck, you know, working across the street from Doris at the Beverly Laundry Mall. <laughs> you know? Like... Just raking in coins all day. <coughs> it's tough, man. That guy missed <coughs> almost two years of football. Yeah. He doesn't look as smooth, even as small as he once was. He looks larger. I don't know. A lot of robotic movements with him. I think I think it's time, like, you know, it, you can't get married to a guy fantasy-wise based on their name or their past performance. No. And I got to give credit where credit's due. Kellen... Took that step when he cut Carson Wentz a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, it's not easy to do. Carson Wentz, you know what the guy's capable of. But at this point in time... You can't start him. You can't start him. And A.J. Green is very much the same. If he hit the wire, I don't think there'd be anybody going, Whoa, that's crazy. There would be guys being like, Whoa, A.J. Green? Like, that's a name I know. And they'd probably throw money on him. But you can't get married to a guy's name recognition. Like, his name and his past accomplishments. Especially if you're getting stuck with him, like... I obviously drafted him. I was had high hopes. It was a t- it was a bad pick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta be able to admit it. You know. Yeah, exactly. You sound like a broken record. All right, Maddie's dank stats. Ooh. Let's start in New York, but not with the Giants. Let's talk about those pitiful Jets. So today, well, not today, but at the time I wrote this, <laughs> it marked uh, the 30th game in which Adam Gase has lost by double digits. He has only won 30 games in his entire career, and that's spanning oh my Miami God. and New York. Not only are the Jets over, they're the only team in the NFL that has not yet held a lead at any point in a game this season. What? Yeah. Last season, just one team trailed. Uh, oh, that was it for the Jets, I guess. This must be. Okay, on to Chicago. (laughs) Last season, one team trailed by 16-plus points after three quarters and one. In NFL history, no team had ever won two games in a season after trailing by 16-plus points after three quarters. Chicago 
did it twice in three weeks in this season. What? <laughs> That's crazy. Your boy Josh Allen or Rosen, yeah, whatever, is one of four quarterbacks to ever throw for a thousand yards and ten touchdowns in in a three zero start, along with Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Manning, and fellow Bills quarterback Jim Kelly. Those three previous quarterbacks all reached the Super Bowl the season that they did that. Really? Yeah. Russ, another MVP candidate, has most pass touchdowns, 14, through a team's first three NFL ga- three games in NFL history. Justin Herbert, another quarterback, has a 931 pass yards through his first three games, second most of any player through their first three career games in the Super Bowl era, which is from 1966. Only Cam Newton had more in 2011. Really? With, yeah, with just over 1,000. And Keenan Allen... Guys that have him in fantasy are loving Justin Herbert there. He has a 39% target share when Herbert's the quarterback. Hmm. 39. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Joe Burrow. Boy, there's a lot of nice quarterbacks in the league right now. First rookie in that. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop me right in my tracks. <laughs> he's the first rookie in nfl history with at least 300 passing yards in three consecutive games dalvin cook now has a rush touchdown in each of his team's first four games this season the only only one player in the nfl did that last season it was also dalvin cook (laughs) (laughs) really yeah and you know what we got to give this guy a little bit more love we haven't really talked about him on the pod but james robinson running back for the jaguars hmm most yards from scrimmage ever for an undrafted rookie through his first three games. The sure. guy is, we talk about it, when, when talent meets opportunity, the guy got a backfield, he's taking it over, he's getting a ton of carries. What a sneaky pick. Feldman, Feldman got him in the last round of our draft. The very the last. The very last one. Fuck. And you look at the guy, he's a border, He's top 20 RB each week. Yeah. Maybe even top 15. Stud. Now, Gord, I can't believe you haven't said anything. We are an hour 30 minutes into the pod, and you haven't said anything, and I haven't said anything about my browns. Uh About my browns. Let me have a little bit of glow right now. They had 84 consecutive games with a record of 500 or below. Which was the longest active streak until they blew until they knocked that out of the park with a two one record. Nick Chubb is the first Browns player with a hundred plus rush yards and two rush touchdowns in consecutive games since nineteen sixty seven. What the Browns O line and our backs have been dominating. We have an NFL high eight hundred and twenty yards so far, on pace for our second most. Thirty rushes of ten plus yards, which is ten more than anyone else in the league. Three hundred and eighty five. Uh, running back rush yards before contact 42 more than anyone else in the league and in week four we averaged 4.6 yards uh per uh before contact which is just wild Hmm. um there were three and one we're first in rush yards first in yards per carry first in rushing touchdowns first in defensive takeaways at 10 first in turnover differential plus six and i just think like it's crazy is we finally have an identity yeah. You know, Kevin Stefanski has three wins in four games. Hugh Jackson had three wins in 40 games. Holy fuck. <laughs> Which is fucked. You know, the Browns against the Cowboys, they rushed for 307 yards. 
which is the most rush yards allowed by the Cowboys in franchise history. Really? Yeah, the Bra- they're doing it. So yeah, I think we can be a top top five rushing attack. And how many points did we put up against the Cowboys? Tell them, Soy. 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, yeah, yeah. That's right, 49 goddamn points on them boys. Oh, America's yeah, boy. team, get fucked. Yeah, man. Oh, that was a great game. Oh, baby. Let's talk about those boys. So the boys... Now fall to one and three, which is their worst record through four games since 2010, where they finished six and ten. But get this: Dak is on pace to throw six thousand seven hundred yards uh, <laughs> through 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 four games. No quarterback has ever passed for fifty five hundred yards in a season. He's on pace for sixty seven hundred at four at the four game mark. Dak is the first player in NFL history with 450 plus passing yards in three consecutive games. Holy fuck. And then no way to end dang stats than with a booger quote. <laughs> oh, baby. He's not on TV, but he's still in our hearts and he's still on social media. <laughs> booger McFarland. Dak threw for 500 and they were never in the game. That's why stats are for losers. <laughs> <laughs> Booger. <laughs> Cutting deep, man. <laughs> oh, bugs. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> man. man, do you like the new uh, Monday Night Staff? I don't mind. Not bad. I, I liked Booger, man. <laughs> but, like, actually... I like Booger on the chair, man. <laughs> that was my favorite. Well, you know, he's about the, a, a fucking Popeye's biscuit way for being a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> In the booger mobile. Yeah, man. He had a great look on those sidelines. Yeah, when he was floating around up there. I thought that was fucking hilarious. That was good stuff. Well, shit, Gord. We just finished, I know, your favorite segment. We're about to go to my favorite segment that you run. <laughs> I don't even need to tell you what it is. You know. I know. You know. What is it? It's the grinder, baby. It's the grinder, baby. (laughs) No days off. No days off for the kid. I was at Home Depot the other day. When I fired you, you said, yeah. look for some Gord's grind. I had a nice day at Home Depot. <laughs> had a nice day. Checked out the tile. Was thinking about maybe doing some tile work in the new uh, motorhome. Maybe a little bit of new flooring in there. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Wow. Right? That is nice. You know? It was a nice touch. And, you know, I, I had to get a couple, uh, couple grinder discs anyway. Oh, of course. So, I mean, this week we got double grinder. We got, we got grinder one and grinder two. It's like the lead hand and the rough neck, you know? Okay, yeah. There's a bit of an order to things. And uh, this week's, it's the Washington football team's Mr. Scary Terry McLaurin. Oh, yeah. Great pickup, you know? And, I mean, he had a good year last year as a rookie. He was highly sought after on the wire. Guys are starting him. And, and he performed well enough, you know? Um, last week, he goes 14 targets. And Dwayne's, Dwayne's not even going to be throwing on the rock this week. Uh, 14 targets, 10 receptions, 118 yards. Not a bad week for the kid. Yeah. 
Not a bad not a week. bad week at all. You know, can't hit the house, but that's okay. No, that's okay. Two in yards. Yeah, exactly. And you gotta like, you gotta look at it too. Like, who was who was throwing him the rock in his rookie season, and now he's got more inconsistency in this season. Like to do to do that, even with inconsistent quarterback play, that's impressive. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah. He's having a good year. Having a good year. Grinding it out, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Yeah, grinding it out. Grinding it out. And and honorable mention, honorable mention to Rojo, a guy who had a good night tonight as well. Um, Last week, 20 rush attempts, 111 yards on the ground. And nine targets, six receptions, 17 receiving yards, no tutty. Um, Had a good week. Yeah. Had a good week for owners. That's right. Rojo. Rojo. Okay. Well, you know what it is like as a grinder. You're going to put in shifts you're gonna put in the hours you're gonna put in sometimes days you're working double time double time you're working days without a break in sight you know they could add up pretty quick one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven ten thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty Oh my god. You're working days, you don't know what day's a Monday, what day's a Thursday. No, it's man. just it all blend yeah, together. Man, it's blended when you're up on the rigs. You gotta you do know, it. Gotta make that cheddar. Working twelve on, twelve off. That's right. Right? That's right. Days blend together. For oh sure. man. <laughs> that one was actually Soy's cover version of Lincoln Park's Numb. <laughs> oh. oh I get it. I get it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Our boy Soy. <laughs> Our boy Soy. Uh, fuck. The worst. The, going from the best sag on the pod to the worst. Let's get into the fearless. Jump in. Just. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we just jump in or should we talk about. Should we talk about our fucking records already? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I'll go first, all right? My records. It's fucking 0 and 2. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Gord, coincidentally, my records 0 and 2. <laughs> It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is, man. Um, yeah. I mean, I actually, I, I got one right on my Ryan Tannehill pick for week three, because right, that's what we picked for week three. Yeah. Um, so I said he'd go for over 300 yards, but I said he'd go for three touchdowns. Yeah, bold. He went for 321 yards. Nice. And nine rush yards, but he also had one reception for no yards. (laughs) So I'm going to jack that one up as a loss. (laughs) (laughs) And then I said Hunter Henry would go for 80 yards and one touchdown. Reasonable pick. Yeah. He did not. Seven targets, five receptions, 50 yards. So it came short on two subjects there. That's a loss. Yeah. Well, this week, I don't know if I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm back, man. It's fucking hard. I hate it. Oh, it's the worst. It so much. But my running back this week is your boy and uh, a few Andy's boy, I believe. Mm. Kareem Hunt. I okay. think give him the rock. Yeah. I think it's a bit of an easy pick, but you know what? I need some. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I do think he's going for it. I think he's going over a hundred rush yards. 
and he's getting one on the ground. But I also think he's going to get one through the air. Ooh. And yeah. Very good. Very good. over 30 yards. Okay. Through the air. Nice. I don't mind that prediction. Yeah. Very attainable. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Tough against the Indianapolis D. You know Maybe what? the best in the league. They're going to be, it's, it's, that's, they're going to be their weapon. That's true. That's true. Wide receiver. Homer pick. Because I need it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I'm going with my boy, Adam Thielen. Mm, don't All mind right. it. All right. Been productive this year. Um, Seattle's giving up the most pass yards in the NFL right now. And I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. Um, I think he's going... This one's bold, though. I think he's going over 120 with one through the air. Wow. Okay. He could do that. He could do that. Yeah, no problem. So, it's bold. It's fearless. It's gored. It's scary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, well, last week in the tank cast, I said that at wide receiver Will Fuller, the fifth, uh, against the Steelers, would be held to less than four catches and 35 yards. Oopsies. Um, He actually did have only four catches. So I was right there, but he went for 54 yards and found the end zone. So I'll take that L and start the fearless the way I ended it last year, and my hatred for this segment remains strong. (laughs) Uh, At running back, I picked Todd Gurley the second against the Chicago Bears. I thought that Gurley would be held to under 50 yards. No touchdowns. Um... He also made me look foolish by running for <laughs> he had a good week. <laughs> yeah, 80 yards on 14 carries. Uh, he also found the end zone. Uh, so, God damn it. Uh, Marty, Marty room temperature st- <laughs> strikes again. <laughs> Marty cold water. He needs some milk. <laughs> God damn. Marty room temperature. Fuck. So, oh. this week, though, I've got high hopes. Oh, yeah. Because at quarterback... To tank, I have Derek Carr against the Chiefs. Ooh. Carr's in tough. He's against a very good pass defense in KC. Historically, he hasn't played well against the Chiefs. In fact, fantasy-wise, in 12 games against the Chiefs, in 10 of them, he's scored 15 or less fantasy points. So look for that trend to continue. I'm thinking he'll have under 230 yards passing, one touchdown, and he will definitely not go over 15 fantasy points. Ooh, okay. Watch him double it. At tight end... <laughs> Austin Hooper against the Colts. Hooper hasn't exactly had the best year fantasy-wise, and I wouldn't expect a turnaround this week against the Colts. They're allowing only 17.8 receiving yards to opposing tight ends this year, and they've given up the fewest points to tight ends this season in fantasy. In fact, Hooper hasn't gone over 34 yards at all this year. That's his highest game. So I think he'll be held to under 25, no scores against the Colts. Those are the tanks. Those are the tanks. Those are the tanks. Let's keep this train rolling and jump into the buds and duds from week four. In the duds column, I got quarterback Phil, no birth control, Pill Rivers against the Chicago Bears. 11 points. My God. Yeah. This was such a boring game to watch. Like pure nap fuel. Like Rivers managed. He had 16 completions, 190 yards, and one touchdown. That's it. Uh, Once a football, a fantasy football staple. You can find him toiling on the way down the waiver wire in most leagues. Oh man, you know what, Phil? I've had him a few times. Got I feel s- like I've traded Kellen for Phil Rivers like two yeah. times. Yeah, one of you two always has that guy. <laughs> always. At wide receiver, usually dominant 
really bad week. Calvin Ridley against the Green Bay Packers. Zero. Zero points. A goose egg. Donut. Zilch. He was targeted five times and caught none of them. He didn't look like himself, really, to be honest. He kind of looked like he might be playing hurt or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's playing hurt. Kind of slipping and stuff like that, but still, that's a tough one. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> Fucking donuts in fantasy. Those kill. Oh, yeah, those do kill. At running back, Kenyon Drake against Carolina. 3.5 points. What is going on with this Cards team, man? Yeah. Their run game has been less than impressive to start the year. The play selection is brutal and a little bit baffling. He had 13 attempts against the an average at best Carolina team and could only get 35 yards. I don't know. He's yet to get over 90 this entire season. But luckily, the doctor gave him the right pill on the schedule because he has the Jets next. Yeah. Uh, so go get your confidence boosted, Might Kenyon. see him on the milk carton. Yeah. Or bounce back boy. Or bounce back boy. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know. Either way, it's from no frills. <laughs> <laughs> At tight end, Zach Ertz against the San Francisco 49ers. 2.9 points, targeted five times, caught four of them for a total of nine yards. Just what we expected for a tight end drafted high at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Lovely. Simply lovely. But have no fear. He caught a two-point conversion. Long live the tight end position in fantasy. <laughs> and those were the duds for the week. Oh, well. Buds, not a bad week. And you know what? It was a guy we talked about earlier. And uh, QB, Tim Brody versus the Chargers. Had a game, man. Timmy. Five tutties. <laughs> Five tutties. One interception. Yeah. Um, but he tossed for 369 yards. That's a good game for the old boy. Yeah, the old boy. Gotta goat. give it to him. Gotta give it to him. Wide receiver, your boy, my boy, Odell Beckham Jr. What, what a, a game. Oh, what baby. a game. Two rushes, 73 rush yards, rush TD. 81 receiving yards, two receiving TDs. Killed it. Yeah. Got like 30 points. That's fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> one from his boy Baker. Oh, And yeah. one from his boy Jarvis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the southpaw. Those two. Oh, baby. Running back, Joe Main Mixon, 151 rush yards, two rushing touchdowns, six receptions, 30 receiving yards, receiving tutty. Dude. Had a game. Welcome to the season, Joe Mixon. Yeah. I don't own him in any league, but I know that people that drafted him have been frustrated. And this was finally the yeah. game where he busted it out. Yeah, absolutely. Had a great game. Rewarding owners for their patience. Totally. Because I think a couple weeks ago, he was the most... Uh, traded player on yahoo.com really yeah because people were just so fed up with him yeah so if you stuck with him good on you or you if rewarded. you traded for him cheap yeah good on you too yeah yeah um tight end my boy george kittle drafted him early paid off <laughs> eight rush yards little stat <laughs> okay 15 targets 15 receptions Okay, Fucking not machine. a single drop ball yeah he's a machine 183 yards and a receiving tutty Killed it. 29 points for the kid. Jesus. That's it, man. That's it. Buzz and duds. Okay, well, let's let's rip through the leagues pretty quick. I think you got the 40 last week, so I'll tackle that this Should week. Should we do week four, though? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're not going to talk. We don't have the time to talk about week three as no, well. No, no. So I think we just need to talk about uh, week four uh, matchups. 
So in week four, uh, we had the Hard Hats coming through with a big win over Nigel and the Region ad Adjectives, 106-83. The Region Adjectives stay at 0-4. Rundle Hard Hats move to 2-2. Two two. The dominant team of the season, the first place, East Lake Scoundrels, put up 118 against the meager Sweatpant Boners, who only got 86. Scott is undefeated on the season. Downtown Degenerates lost a, a pretty close one to Andy and the Strathcona Coronas, 120-101. to Cowtown Killers, they've improved their record, 115 over the Valley View Vices, who put up 112, a close one there. Linwood Butt Pirates. <laughs> the Butt Pirates. The Butt Pirates, first win, win. Of, first win of the year. Got it over Careless Whisper or Whimper, 132-67. to A throttling. Yeah, Crushed absolutely. Them. And then in the closest game of the week, the Beverly Blazers squeaked one out. 117.66 or 117.66 to the Kitten Boys. 116.54. I was sweating. He had Julio and Todd Gurley in the Monday night. Yeah. I was just watching my lead diminish. That was real tough. If we look at the 40, the longest winning streak obviously belongs to Scotty and the Scounds. Four in a row, undefeated. Pure class of the 40 at the quarter mark of the season. The losing streak, obviously it's Nigel, who hasn't won one. <laughs> uh, still searching for that elusive first victory of the season. Honestly, you're probably getting punished by the fantasy gods for not taking the name of your team seriously enough. You are getting smited. You fix that, your fortunes will turn around. And Johnny leads the league in moves with a whopping 20. Four weeks in, five moves a week. <laughs> hey, man, at least I'm not up there. Gord is in second place with 15. <laughs> <laughs> really? 15? 15. Oh, man. Yeah. Scrambling. Scrambling. <laughs> Scraping. <laughs> Grinding. Oh, my God. Well, in the Flyers League... I don't have as much detail as Matt does. Sorry. <laughs> I've got some of it. Oh, he's got the detail. But uh, the Rundle Ramosas beat Mapletron 122 to 117. Tight matchup. Uh, I'm in sixth. Mapletron's in 12th. Tough one for the kid. I pity the Foles lost to Trouser Snakes 148 to 109. Good week for Stewie. Uh, <laughs> Stewie sits in second. Pity the Foles in 11th. Suck it, Craig. Greg. Greg. Graham. Graham. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Oh, Kenny Banyas. <laughs> Kenny Banyas beat the River City Rough Riders. Tough one. 139 to 116. Yeah. Banyas, despite auto drafting, sitting in fourth. And an entire bench of IRs. Exactly. He's playing That's well. crazy. Yeah. The Isle Wild Waps beat the Old Town Tokes. Macaroni in the pot. That's a wap. <laughs> 141 to 113. Uh, the Took Waps, me out. Good job, Waps Nick. Waps sitting 5th. Uh, Tokes sitting ninth. Yeah, and toiling. Toiling. Yeah, I think I'm going lower, too. I don't know what's going on with the Tokes. <laughs> I'm not a lot of confidence in that team right now. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. Um, the Bell Reef Bulldogs pulled off a pretty actually tight, high-scoring game against the Johnny Schmiller's team. 165 to 154. Good win for Kess. Uh, and nine rivers in Counton, four and oh, or three and oh, three and oh, three and oh, and yeah, Grosvenor Gluttons, oh, and three. Oh, tough baby. one. Uh, Gluttons are in Is, are the Gluttons, oh, and three as well? I'm pretty sure. I thought they got 
Where are those? Oh, they're oh, one they got and two. one. They they're got one. one. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, but yeah. Nine, I, Nine Rivers and Counting beat, wins 144 to 102. Yeah, the, uh, the uh, comeback story of the Triple F this year is clearly Nine Rivers and Counting. Exactly. Uh, off to a very hot start. He obviously uh, owns a share with Stu and his Trouser Snakes. Uh, a share of the longest winning streak. They're they're both undefeated at three and zero. Longest losing streak uh, is also shared between the two newest franchises. <laughs> oh, uh, both Graham and his Mapletrons and Clickbait Clark and his team, I pity the fools, are zero three. So hopefully they find a win soon. And shockingly, Gord leads the league with eleven moves. <laughs> Clark hot on his tail of ten. Oh, that's always up there. Always up. That's there. not bad. Yeah. Well, well, shit, we're at the end of our uh, pod, uh, and I've got story time this week. And this, actually, this story came up, we were just chatting kind of organically, hey? What? And this story came up, it's uh, Matt's sewing story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Gordon and I were talking about, I think we were chatting about school or something, um, and we got to talking about junior high, and I, I told him this story. In grade 8, me and my buddy Mina uh, thought it would be a really easy thing to do if we signed up as our for our option class for sewing. <laughs> so I remember outdoor ed was full. That was what everybody wanted to get into. So we were we were hooped on that. So it was we were like, well, you we could go into sewing. It would be super easy. Like what how hard is it to sew? <laughs> Holy shit. The only two guys in the class it was brutal like keeping your line straight using a sewing machine which are terrifying by the way it's just, it was just a nightmare but the best part was at uh the end of the semester the sewing class had a fashion show <laughs> which was to be held in front of the entire junior high um and the deal was you had to make an article of clothing i thought you had to make something that you could wear out on stage and show off to the people. So I I did. I ended up making a pair of shorts. And my my buddy Mina, smart guy, unbeknownst to me, had decided to make a pillow. <laughs> I did not know this was an option. So I made the most hideous, ill-fitting shorts ever. And I had to like basically waddle my way out in these things because the slit for my where my legs could walk was tiny. It was basically a skirt. So I just waddled my way out there, did my turn. Mina came out right behind me, throwing his pillow up in the air, twirling it on his finger. The crowd's going nuts. I felt like such a dunce. Oh my god. So yeah, and I haven't touched a sewing machine since. So who knows? Did I learn anything? Probably not. Just how to be scared. <laughs> Greg? Oh, I like your bag. You do? Yeah, where's yeah, it from? Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Yeah. Friend? Yeah. Guess what? Yeah, what? Larry got you a present to replace the sewing machine. I love my sewing machine. What? I love my sewing machine. Oh, he loves his sewing machine. And I made something for you, Susie. You made something for me? Oh, by the way, you like the sewing. He wants to keep it. You, you made, made something? something for you? Yeah. What is that, honey? I made you a pillow sham. A, a pillow, pillow sham? sham. He made you a oh pillow my sham. God. You Look at this. Really oh. nice stitch. This kid. What the? What? Where did you learn about this symbol? Larry taught me how to make a swastika. 
he wrote on his pizza paper, he was doing like Jack. this evil man no, who hated Jews. What was his name again, Larry? Hitler. Hitler, yeah, Hitler. Larry taught you how to no, make this. You I taught him how to make a swastika? Oh, my God. Oh, baby. That is one of the funniest curb apps, though, man. Oh, yeah. It's so Top notch. funny. Man. Greg. Hi, Greg. Greg. <laughs> I love by telling you. Oh, baby. Man. Well, another up down, man. Episode 35. Hour 56, a little long, but that's okay. Yeah, and I think uh, we're we'll going to... shorten it up next week. Yeah. Well, last week was two hours. It's nice to have to spread it out over like a week to listen to, you know? Yeah, exactly. I don't have to listen to it in one shot. No, man. I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. What did we talk about? I am drawing a blank. Fuck. All right. Well, all right. Well, I guess it wasn't that important. No, that's okay. That's all right. Well, boys. Oh, this is what I wanted to mention. <laughs> hey, Eureka. Uh, we are obviously constantly adapting and changing, much like good fantasy league should be. Um, we traditionally go same artist intro outro. I think this yes. year we're swapping it out. Yeah, we might change it up, adding a little bit more to it. Yeah. So, with that being said, uh, we, our outro today is Johnny Nash, who unfortunately this week also passed away. So, uh, I guess this episode is for Eddie. It's a it's a double tribute. Yeah, Eddie and Johnny. All right, boys. Okay, we'll see you next week. See clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's gonna be a Right.